0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Bobakama, daf Sadi We are holding on daf Sadi Zayin and is One, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom of the page. Rava, may rav Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and Lil Nishmas' mother, by Simcha, Shalom Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times, and atzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family, in commemoration of the Third Yard site, of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe Cohen, and also by Avishai Newman, in honor of his father's yard site, Chaim Naftali, Ben Rav Yaakov Shlomo, whose yard site is Friday, uh, the Neshama Shav and Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is the following. First, we're going to talk about whether currency is considered the same if they, they added metal to the currency, meaning they started making the same currency with more metal in it. So do we say, if I owe someone $100 that I could pay the same $100 coins uh, back that I, uh, that, I, that, that I borrowed even though the current coins now have more metal in them. Then the Gemara is going to discuss uh, the bulk of uh, the entirety of Amar Aleph rather is going to be about four different statements of Rabbah about indirect damage. He's going to have four different cases about whether you're chayif for doing damage in an indirect way. So it was some form of grama or garmi, so it's going to be about throwing a coin in the ocean where you see it's right there, you can see it under the water, but it 's not, not so easy to retrieve it or rubbing out the image of a coin where it's no longer uh, uh, the metal is all still there, but it's no longer uh, a, a uh, it no longer has a surah like currency or causing a uh, mum on an animal which makes it possible to be used as a carbon or burning a star when I burn a star that says Ruven owes Shimon money, Ruven still owes Shimon money it's just that Shimon can no longer prove that Ruven owes him money so that's an indirect uh, form of, uh, of damage so the Gemara is going to discuss all of those cases and that's going to bring us to about a third of the way down the page on Ahmed Beis and then the Gemara is going to discuss whether one is able to say when something becomes Asr I, uh, I I borrow chametz from somebody and then uh, and then uh, Pesach comes and it becomes Asr bahana. so can I say here you can have it right back is that considered a payment of the loan. Then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amar al we'll see if we get to it today, discusses when a worker damages an item that he's working on. You ask the carpenter to build you a chair, and he breaks it, or to fix your chair, and he breaks it. So uh, under what circumstances is the worker going to be chayev? Does he have to pay just for the demay him, just for the cost of the materials? Or does he have to pay for the chair itself? The Gemara is going to discuss whether we apply the principle, whether there is such a principle of um kona, Bishvach Kli, that as a worker works on an item, that he becomes the owner of the item and therefore if he damages it, if he's really the owner, he's only going to really have to pay the him the raw materials that he was given. But if he's not the owner and as he works on it, it still belongs to the Ba'alim, then he's going to have to pay not just for the him but for what it's actually worth. And the Gabar is going to try to bring a Raya to that discussion of uman Kodah bishvach Kli from our Mishnah. So let's begin. Six lines from the bottom of the page on Tzad a person uh, 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 buys uh, some merchandise and he's uh, now obligated to pay with a particular matbeya then they started minting that coin with more metal in it than they used to so mahu when you pay back uh, so uh, do you have to take into account the difference in the coin or do you say no the agreement was you're gonna pay back uh, whatever 10 of this coin so pay back 10 of this coin said back to you don't uh, deduct the difference in uh, in the metal and the amount of metal that goes into the coin you give if the deal was for 10 you give back 10 even if they added uh, the size of a nafa whatever that is to the uh, to the coin meaning a significant amount of metal to the coin in yes even if they added a betratya more to the coin, the coin even then you're going to say you give back the same number of coins I'm really in yes but aren't you going to realize that the payros that you could have bought with the old coins that uh, with the new coins you could buy twice as many payros because the new coins are so much more valuable. So apparently payrolls became cheaper, meaning for the old dollar, you were able to buy one apple. For the new dollar, you're able to buy two apples because the new dollar is twice as thick as the uh, as the old dollar. So uh, how can you say that you're giving back the same, uh, the same amount? So, so Ravash says, well, we have to look at why it is that a dollar can now buy you two apples when uh, a year ago it was only able to buy you one apple. If it's because uh, the, 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 the money's worth so much more than Enochinami. then we have to take that into account when paying back the money but tarazil but sometimes the reason uh, the money the, the, the dollar is more buying power is because the apples are just more available maybe there was a particularly good crop this year and things therefore became cheaper they have uh, it was uh, you know the 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 the, the items uh, it was good year for the farmers and uh, the supply is so high that the, that they're able to to charge less so in such a case so then you're not going to deduct the difference in the coin itself. I, niska. but at the, at the end of the day, if they melted down this money, you're going to end up with more metal than, they, uh, than you would have ended up with the old money. So how, how can you say that you're giving back exactly what you owed? You're clearly giving back more than what you owed because you could, you could see that just by melting melting down the, uh, the metal. Rather, the halacha should be the way that the uh, way that paskind that someone owed somebody else money and then they changed the currency to make it with more metal so bizuzi argadmis Taya'ah so they 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 they, uh, they did a uh, the research with a uh, an arab merchant who had both the old coins and the new coins and they found at asara that ten of the old coins weighed as much as only eight of the new coins and therefore if you owed ten of the old coins you're only gonna have to pay back eight of the new coins. That's how Rashi learns this Gemara, and it turns out that if uh, it's ten or more of the old coins would equal eight of the new coins, so then you deduct the Tosefes. But if it's only nine, then you would not deduct the Tosefes. You would, uh, you would pay nine of the, uh, of, of the of the new coins. That's how Rashi learns. Um, okay, the, the other Rishonim learned differently, but we'll leave it at that. So now the Gemara moves on to Rabba. That rabba's going to say four different dinim relating to indirect damage. Some if you throw a matbeah into Yama gadol, someone else's coin into Yamagadol, you don't have to pay for that my timeout why would you be potter because you could tell the guy you want your coin it's right there go take it you can see it right there so says but there are two qualifications we have to make on that first of all it has to be clear water where you can actually see it and only then can you say it's right there go take it because that's where you'd be able to hire a scuba diver or someone who'd be able to actually retrieve it as long as you're able to see it. But if the waters were dirty, the waters were sullied where you're not able to see the coin, then even hiring a scuba diver won't help you and therefore it's not considered to be something that's available, that's how Tosos and the Rush learned, that Achorin and Sululin are, are really lavdavka. it's about whether you're, the Icar is, whether you're able to get it out with a scuba diver, meaning that's really the point, it's not about whether you can see it so much, as whether we have confidence that if you were to hire someone to go retrieve it, that you'd be able to find it. The Ktsos is Medayik uh, uh, from a number of Rishonim, that they disagree with Tosos and the Rush. and they hold that it's dafka about Sululin and Achurin, that it's not about whether you're able to retrieve it it's about whether you're able to see it that if you're able to see it you can say it's right there but if you're not able to see it then you're not able to say that it's right there. So that is qualification number one that you're only able to you're only going to be potter if you can point to the coin and say it's right there. So you go take it, and that only then are you going to be potter. But if we can't even see it, then uh, you can't retrieve it. Then you're not going to be potter. A second qualification, vahani mili, and that which we say that you're potter when you throw someone's coin into the ocean is da adya It's where you uh, you knocked it out of his hand into the ocean. Avul shakle biode. But if you picked it up out of his hand and then threw it into the ocean, then you're a gazlan, so you have to do the mitzvah, you have to do a proper mitzvah and you have to actually return it. So uh, even though at the time that you threw it into the ocean, you weren't intending to steal it in the sense that you never intended to keep it for yourself, you were just trying to throw it into the ocean to destroy it, to uh, make it be lost, But uh, when it came into your hand you became a gazlan it's only if you manage to get it into the ocean without ever picking it up in your hand then there's no maisa gazela and only then are you a mazik and we say that it's considered indirect uh hazik because you're still able to see the coin now tosos back on dafnun vavam bays quoted Yerushalmi, that when it says that listim, that take out a, that, that that are moziah behemah from uh, from the pen, and the behemah goes out and damages, that the listim are chayiv, and those damages, that that's davka, when it's uh, when it's Mozia l-gozla. That's only, if they took it out, al to steal it. But if their kavana was to just let it be lost, let it roam, and let it be lost to the bylim then they're not kona with the meshicha, and therefore they're not going to be chayiv on the nezik that it does. So that's only as far as the of Nazikin. But as far as their Chiyuv of Hashava, it does, doesn't matter what their Kavana is. That's what the Shach points out. Even if their Kavana was to let it be lost, if they did a Maisa Meshicha on it, that's what we get from our Gemara, then they're a Gazlan and they have a of Hashava. So yes, the Yerushalmi says that if, uh, if they did a Maisa Meshicha only with the intention of letting the animal be lost and not with taking the animal for themselves, and then the animal goes in damage, so the Gazlan is putter on the Nazikin, yeah, on the Nazikin he's going to be put. There. But the chiv that they're for sure going to have, and that's exactly what our gemara is saying. That if you pick it up, you're the gazlon, and that that activates a chiv ha-shavah. So So, uh, so ask the gemara from Rabbah. It sounds like throwing a matbeah into the yam is not considered a real has it because he's saying that you're going to be potter as long as the water was clear and as long as you never took possession of it. But Masiv Rava Rava challenges how does this fit, how does this stim with the halacha we have about being poda maizah sheini. So you cannot be poda maizah on money that is not Brashuso, so Ketzad for example if you had money in a faraway place called Kistra where there are no Shayoros Mitsuyos, because it's a very dangerous place. Oh, Baramelech, or similarly you have money in Aramelech. Oh, Shenofal Kisolyam a godol ain mechalin, you're not allowed to be mechalin on the money that fell into Yama Gadol because it's not a So, so apparently the money that's in Yama Gadol is considered to be not in the rishus of the Baalim, so if you cause someone else's money to go into Yama Gadol, shouldn't you be considered a mazik piyadayim, because you're taking it out of the rishus of the Baalim so isn't that a kashan rabba, Rabbah said you're going to be potter, as long as I could see it and as long as I never took possession of it I'm going to be potter, but here you have that it's not considered to be in the of the, uh, of the of the of the Bailum. and the Revel Khan points out and you can't say that this case about the Meisr Sheni is talking about a case where you picked it up and you threw it into the ocean because if that were the case then obviously it, it, it would not be considered the Rishus of the baim you stole it uh, so obviously it must be that it's talking about a case where you just knocked it into the ocean and we still say it's not called. To, to be in the Rishos of the Bible. Rav points out uh, th- that we can't say that we're talking about a case where it's Mayim Achorin because again also then it's obviously not in the Rishos of the Bible. It must be Mayim Sallulin and still it's not. In the rishos of the bialim, so Amar Rabbah, Rabbah answers: You can't bring a raya from chilum meiser to, uh, to, to 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 throwing someone's uh, to causing someone's money to go into the yamagadol. Shinyly in your meiser to be in matzah biyadcha. The Rachman Amar v'tzarei By meiser, there's a particular din that it needs to be matzah b'yadcha. So since there's a din of matzah biyadcha, so when it's inaccessible and it's not immediately accessible, that's not called matzah biyadcha. But when it comes to uh, to Nezikin, if it's accessible, even though it's not immediately accessible, but it's accessible al gadol, well then you, de- you didn't actually damage or steal anything, and then you're in fact going to be potter. So that was statement number one of Rabbah as far as indirect damage, that if I knock a coin out of your hand and, uh, and, and it goes into the ocean and I'm able to to see it, then I'm going to be Potter from, uh, from paying for it. Now statement number two of Rabbah, V'yama Rabbah, Shel If if I, if I uh, rub out the tsura on your coin, Potter, I don't have to pay you for the devaluation of that coin. My Because I, I didn't do any Meissenezik at all. The Gufa Madbeya is still there. The is uh, has every bit of metal that it always did have. And that's why the Gemara elaborates that the only reason I'm Bipatr be is because I actually did not rub away any of the metal. I hit it with a hammer where it knocked down the Tzura, so the Tzura is flattened. And you're not able to see the tzura anymore. But if I were to actually scrape it off and rub it off and remove some of the metal, so then in a chinami, uh, then I was, I was, I was a was So then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be chayiv for the uh, for the decrease in value of of the coin that which you were choser from the from the goofamet beya. us points out that's pasha that you're gonna be chayiv. I don't need rabbi to tell me that. The chiddish is that once I was choser from the goofamet beya, whatever devaluation the coin went through, I'm gonna have to pay for the whole devaluation situation. So maybe I only chipped away, you know, five uh, percent of the metal, but I'm going to have to pay for the entire decrease in value because a, co- a minted coin has two levels of value. There's the value of the metal and the value of the fact that it's a minted coin. So I'm not, once I what uh, w- once I caused some of the metal to be scraped away, I'm also going to have to pay for the devaluation of the of the of the coin. Uh, the Chazanish explains the whole tour from paying uh, the pchas in the in the loss of the tsura is only because. Because it's not considered a mazik, because you didn't do anything to the guf beya. So, so long as the nezek of the of the rubbing out of the tsura was 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 done by being by actually uh, rubbing by actually scraping off some of the metal, then you're a mazik. And once you're a mazik, you pay. You pay for the entire damage. So it turns out that according to Raba, that when you damage the value of a uh, matbeya by rubbing out the tsura without uh, scraping away any of the metal, you're not called a mazik. So ask them, is that true? Mosav Raba, we have a brisa that talks about shen uh, va'ayin by an evet kanani. And we're going to compare shen uh, va'ayin in an imperceptible way, meaning if you don't actually physically knock out his eye, you just blind him or make him deaf, to a case of a coin where he didn't actually take away any of the value any of the uh, the metal. medal so, certainly if you strike an Evet on his eye on his ear and you make him blind or you make him deaf so the Evet goes but what if you strike uh, on a wall right next to his eye and he gets so afraid from the sound of the uh, of, the, of the, the the smack on the wall the that because of that he's unable to see or or right across from his ear on a wall and because of the fright of, so he's not able to hear then the evidence is not because you were not that's only considered to be a grandma so apparently from the Brisa in the first end of the Brisa we see that when you, uh, when you hit him on his ear and you make him deaf um, the, uh, the, even though you <coughs> the ear is still there you just caused it to not function anymore. It's, it no longer hears. So that that's called that you were uh, that, 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 uh, that you, you you knocked out his ear. So the same should be true by the Pekam of the Tzura of the Matbeah, where the Matbeah is not worth as as much, even though all of the metal is there. We should say that you, you've damaged the uh, the coin and therefore you should have to pay for it. So it's a Kasha and rabba. So we're comparing damaging the Tzura of a coin where you don't take away the metal to uh, costing someone their eyesight or their hearing where you didn't actually physically remove their their eye or their ear. So the Gemara says, no, Rabba, Rabba who considers rubbing out the tzura Madbeya as only a grama is lishitaso Dama Rabba, la'aviv nerag. holds that if you make your father deaf uh, by, by being makahim on his ear, you're chayv misa. She, if she, I normally only chayv misa if you cause a chavala that causes bleeding over here. It's imperceptible to, to any outsider. They look at the Father, his ears look perfectly fine. It's just that they don't function. No, because below khabura. It's impossible that a person goes deaf without some sort of internal bleed. The and a that you have to assume a tipas dam fell in the ear and that's why you're and misa so therefore you can't ask on Rabbah from the din of an Eved because if you're nischarish the evad by striking the evad in the ear the reason he, he became deaf is because something actually happened. Something physically changed. It wasn't just that his ear is no longer functioning. Uh, we generally assume, I think Rav Shachta certainly assumes that when uh, when a person loses functionality of a limb, that that's considered from a Hilchel Shabbos perspective. I had a Shaila recently. I had forgotten last time I mentioned what the Shaila was. Uh, Rav Shai Shachta told me he had a Shaila of... Um, of a of of a, of a I think it was an autistic uh, child who's able to communicate but only through a computer that he's not able to communicate uh, verbally. So uh, Rav Schachter thought that that was saknasaver of the mouth that uh, whatever is he'd have by saknasaver on Shabbos that the fun- because he lo- loses the functionality of communication. That the functionality of communication is through the is 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 through the mouth. So even though he's not communicating through the mouth, he thought that that's uh, considered sakana It's quite a chiddush But he thought that whatever coolers you can have for sakana sever, you're going to be able to have uh, over there, and you know, to allow the, the child to be able to use his communication device on uh, on Shabbos. Anyway, uh, via, ask a Shaila shylet if Shaila's come up. Don't don't, don't rely on the Davyomi. yomi. The Rabbah tells us a third halacha. Hatzorim Ozen paraso shel If a person uh, makes a uh, a nick on the ear of, of his of his friend's para, uh, and now it's a balas mum. It's krava so pater He's not going to have to pay. For the uh, for the hezek to the to the animal, the assumption is Tosus points out that it's a Stam para, so it's not considered a nezek because uh, not every para is Omeid la is going to be brought on the mezbeach. but a para that was already hooked as a carbon, well then for sure it's considered a nezek because the Mishnah had said back on uh, Tzadivab that of uh, so you could say and you don't have to pay for the damage. So it sounds like only if it's Nifslamei Aleha can you say But if you were the one that was so then you can't say if it was a ready of kachim but if you're talking that is a regular para you just there, you nick the ear of the para who says this para was destined for the mizbeach anyway so then your partner my timer the Para is still as it was. The law of the you didn't do any mice at all. The Not every shor is krava on the Mizbeh, and therefore it's not considered to be a, uh, a, a nezek, Meaning even though something physically has changed on the Parah, but nothing consequential has physically changed on the para. No one cares if it has a, an, an ear or not. Um, the, uh, so of Ravah, so Ravah challenges if uh, someone does malacha with the water that they plan on using for the parah adumah ashes or, or he does melacha with the paraduma that's supposed to be shechted and then burned in order to make the eifer adam. He doesn't have to pay, but he's chayiv shamayim. So malacha It's only because you did malacha with the mechatas where there's no uh, the hezek is not at all nicker because the water is physically the same water. But the implication is that if you did something physical that's perceptible, even though it may seem inconsequential, but it's perceptible, so then you should be chayiv because it's called minkar So it says Mar Amri, who did No, even if it's perceptible, you're going to be potter as long as it's inconsequential. How come, Why then does it tell me uh, does it, does it tell me a case of osam malacha It should have told me a greater chiddush. That even if you're tzore mazno shalpara, you're going to be pater, meaning, why tell me the lesser chiddish where I do something that physically doesn't change the water at all? That I'm going to be putter. Tell me a greater khidish that even when I knock off the ear of the animal and be putter. Nah, it's telling me a greater khidish. because The the greater khidish is in the second half of the sentence that you're chayiv shemayim even if the water looks exactly the same. It's just that now you did melacha with it. Uh, so that that's a greater khidish that even if it's exactly the same. Not that the fact that I'm putter bedinah adam is a lesser chiddush, but the fact that I'm chayiv bedinah That's a greater chiddush another statement of Rabbah final statement of Potter. if I burn someone else's shtar uh, Shimon has a shtar it says Ruvein owes him a thousand dollars and I burn the shtar so I do not have to pay Shimon a thousand dollars I just burned a piece of paper how much is a piece of paper worth? two cents? so that's uh, you know physically that's all it's worth it has a lot of representative value because Shimon would have been able to use that to prove that Ruven in fact owes him money so what exactly is the case of of burning someone else's star. If you have witnesses that know what was written in the star, the star well, then if witnesses knew what was written in the star, let them sit down and write a new star. Hey, you for sure have to pay for the paper. So spend two cents, buy them a new piece of paper, and let the witnesses write a new star. And if there is no witnesses about what was written in the star, so of course the guy's going to be there. Because we have no idea what was written in the star. You're never going to be able to prove that it said that Ruby knows him a thousand the star might have been uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a letter. Dear Shimon, uh, thanks for your friendship. Love Ruvein. You know, it could have been uh, could have been nothing, it could have been totally inconsequential. So Amarava Tehei So Rava says, no, no, the case is that the guy who burnt the star believes Shimon about what was written in the star. He trusts that it was thousand dollars written in the star, and he says, I'm still a because all I did was burn a star. I didn't destroy your money. Amarav Dimi Barchanina. Had the Raba, this final statement of Raba, that when you burn someone else's shtar, your pater, is in fact subject to machlokas tanai. Machlokas rabbi Shimon v'rabbanani. We had a machlokas bakanai in If someone steals kachim, that the bailim is chayiv yusa, that the baylim is going to have to replace, that according to the chachamim, the ganav does not have to pay kefel or dalit Vehei. Because it's uh, it's it's considered to already be in the reshus of hagdish, and the pasuk says v'guna mi beis ish, Only if you steal mi beis ha'ish are you chayiv in kefel and dal But not mi beis ha-gdash. That's the sheet of the chachamim. Rabbi Shimon says that no, he's chayiv in kefel and dal because it's also considered mi beis ha'ish. Why? Because davar le'mamon kim mamon dami. The, the 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 fact that even though right it, for me it's not my monetary possession because it's already hegdish, but since I'm responsible if something happens to it and I'm gonna have to buy another one to replace it that's a gorim l'mamon so this behema even though it doesn't belong to the makdish, it already belongs to Hagdish, but since if it were to die or to get lost I'm gonna have to replace it with another karban so therefore it's considered to be a gorim l'mamon and the chacham disagree hold Davra gorim l'mamon. So that's the machlokas, whether you pay kefal or dalive for this. So the same is true when it comes to the story of shel Havero. It could be tally in this machlokas. Because the Shtar is not inherently valuable. It's not inherently mammon, because it's just a piece of paper. But it's a gorem le for the bailum of the Shtar. Because through that, he's going to be able to collect whatever amount of money it says in the Shtar. So, Shim'on according to Rabbi Shimon, the devagoram the mammon is kemamon dami. So if you burn the Shtar, you should be chayef. The rabbonne dami According the rabbanon that it's love kamam and dami, you should not be chayiv. So Masra from the bridge of Shua, Emor to Shamu the Rabbi Shimon, dover gar the mammon kamam but dover she i karo When does Rabbi Shimon say dover gar the mammons kamam and dami? That's when something used to be, have a real monetary value to the baim, but right now it's no longer mammon gomer because you were machtish it kiderabba like Rabbah said da amar Rabbah and he gives the, the, meaning. What's an example of something that used to have actual inherent monetary value and is now? Lost that value. The case of Raba. <speaking in Hebrew> if, uh, if someone steals chametz before Pesach and someone else comes and burns it on Pesach or an Arab Pesach, So uh, at the time of the biur, Potter uh, <speaking in Hebrew> He's Potter from paying because everyone would be chayiv to burn this uh, this chametz, and therefore you can't be mechayiv him for burning the chametz at the zman biur chametz. Pesach, but if it's after Pesach, where it's already not a mitzvah to be mevayir so then machlokas Rabbi Shimon then you, you enter into the machlok Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon about davar gomer because this chametz that's over of Pesach is not mamon gomer because it's also baana, but it's a gorem lemamon to the gazlan because he could be he could patr his chiv hashavas by just giving it back and they harishalul cholav but now that it's burnt, he's going to have to buy new food to to give back. That's going to cost him a lot of money. So the Rabbi Shimon. Garman, uh, come uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, the l- l- the you're going to be chayiv for being so reif the uh, chametz la achra pesach. The rabbanon l- dami Tavor the mammas love kamam and pater. And according to the rabbanon, l- l- if you're sorry for the chametz la pesach, you're going to be pater because it has no inherent value. It's right now aser baana. So if you're going to say Rabbi Shimon by something that was worth money initially, like chametz shavur love a pesach, uh, where before pesach it had inherent value, and even now that it becomes aser it's not really uh, mamon gomer anymore, but it's a gorem le That's where Rabbi Shimon says davar gorem le is kamal dami. But davar by something like a shtar chov that never had inherent value, that that we never found that Rabbi Shimon says davar gorem le is actually kamal dami, and therefore, sorry, shtaros of is not necessarily subject to the machlokes Rabbi Shimon about a davar gorem le It is a little bit strange. That when we want to come up with an example uh, uh, of of something that has no inherent value that used to have inherent value and now lost that inherent value that we have to bring in a case of chametz uh, we we were just talking about a case we were just talking about a case of I mean the original case of Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanan was a case where it was uh it was it was a carbon right it was an animal that had value then you're is a carbon why don't we just use that case so the Shidum points out this uh, this problem that it's very difficult. Why the Gemara? We we have the actual machloksh of Shimon and in a case where it used to have inherent value and it doesn't have inherent value. Why do we need, we need to say? Oh, you know what? Such a case. It's like the case of Kidaraba about chametz. What do we bring in chametz for? You don't need the case of Kidaraba. However, once we do bring it in, it's interesting that we say that if the guy burns it on Erev Pesach at the Zman Biuris Potter, because everybody is chayiv to be uh, to be mevayir It's lach in Pesach so, i says. Do not be medayik from here that every Jew is chaiv to burn every other Jew's chameitz. The mitzvah of tashbisu is a mitzvah on the baylim of the chameitz. The Gemara is just saying that yet, yeah, to the extent that there's a sense of kol Yisrael l'arevim so if I, I know that you're not going to get a chance to burn your chameitz, I'd be doing you a favor by burning your chameitz. But it's not that it's my mitzvah of tashbisu to burn your chameitz. The chasam sofer and the tshuva says, no, since by uh, on Pasach, the chameitz is not peroshos ha so the chiv of of, 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 of Tashbisu is not dafka on the baleim. It's on any Jew, any Jews. These even if it doesn't belong to him, is chayven Tashbisu. Rav El-Chadon writes in uh, Chavitz that it's tali in a machlok Sachronim. Because Avram writes that someone who's, uh, who has Khamit shel as that as a pikadon without any achrayus on the pikadon is uh, in non violation of uh, any halacha if he doesn't burn that Khamit. It's not mine. I have no achrayus for it. It's not my problem if I don't burn it. However, the beer grad this. Agrees and he says e- you you are chayif to burn it. So the says, what do you mean? It's not his, not his zacharis. Why is chayif to burn it? El- it must be that I have a chayif to burn every Jew's chabitz, even if it's not mine. So uh, Shmuel Blazowski just points out. It was given to you as a picadon in that case. Maybe the grah would only say it's your responsibility because it was given to you as a picadon. But just stam, that I have a chiv on everybody in the world's chametz, maybe we wouldn't go uh, quite that far. Anyway, we had said that, according to Ramayor, there there is a, we, we discussed back, uh, we're going to discuss rather in a couple of days, there is such a thing called dot do indina de garmi, that if a person damages in an indirect but somewhat direct way, Rameyr holds that chayif, um, the uh, chayiv to pay for that. And uh, others disagree and hold ain da gar, So the Gemara is going to bring in the name of a meymar, that the in, the Indian of Sari Shtar Shal is totally on whether we are da indina de garmi or not. Meaning it's important to realize there's something called grama b'nezikin. Grama b'nezikin is pater. Grama is very indirect. Garmi is kind of indirect but a little more direct. So garmi is a machlokas from mayor the Chachamim. The big trick is to figure out what's grama what's garmi. So all the Rishonim just try to line up all the cases in Shas that the Gemara uh, uh, identifies as Grama, all the cases that the Gemara identifies as Garmi, and say, so, okay, now given the, these data points. What exactly is the chilik between grama and garmi? So there are several shitos. Rashi shita and Babbasu da'chav is that uh, there's no real uh, hevdel between garmi and grama. Um, it's just that uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the 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 that they're exactly the same, and there is no is difference in din either. When we say grama ben and pater, that's only going within the shita of the chamim, that you're pater and garmi as well. But there's really no distinction There is no distinction. Between between Grama and Garmi. The Sheet of the Ritzpa, quoted in Tulsa, and the Sheet of the Mordechai, is that there's uh, there, there's there's no uh, fundamental difference between grama and garmi, but any time it's a more common type of thing to happen, so then we call it garmi, and we're gonna be and then we're more likely to be mechayiv. The guy Ramey is gonna be mechayiv. The guy because if it's more common, we have to make a knas to make sure this doesn't keep repeating itself, that it doesn't keep happening. So there's nothing fundamental you can point to that this is grama, this is garmi, other than how commonly it happens. Whereas Rov Rishonim and Postkim assume that, uh, that that there's it's there's some fundamental. Fundamental difference in the uh, in the in the Mahus of the, uh, of, the of the Nezek. Um, so, uh, what exactly that difference is is subject to a major machlok shoshan. Tulsa and the rush say that any time you yourself do the ma'isa that causes the hezik on the guf hadavar shel chaveru, like you burn his shtar that's garmi and your But if you didn't do a ma'isa be goof hadavar shel chaveru, you didn't do it on his item, and the hezik only comes mimela, uh like in, in a case where you zori kli meroshagag and there were cushions on the bottom uh, at the time that you threw the kli off of the roshagag, so you didn't do any ma'isa that was going to cause any damage, because it would have been, its fall would have been cushioned, but then you go and you pull the cushions away, so you didn't do anything on the item itself. When you chucked it off the roof, it wasn't going to get damaged. When you pull the cushions away, you weren't touching that. So that's grama. So that's uh, that's one of the chilukim. Many other Rishonim have different chilukim between grama and garmi. Anyway, Amar man don din the garmi, magved ma If you don din the de garmi, if you hold like a mayor, then when you burn someone else's star, that's garmi, and you're going to have to pay for the actual value of the star. But if you're not done the degarmi, so then you only collect the value of the paper. Have There was a mice that happened. The Ra from the ravashi and raf from forced ravashi who burnt shtaros shel Rashi writes, ravashi is burning other people's shtaros. What's wrong with ravashi? So Rashi writes, be aldo so. When he was a kid, he did it. You know, it was during his uh, his rebellious, uh, youthful years that he had uh, he had burnt someone else's star. The agvi bay and they collected like the uh, the, the the like, like the, the the best beam uh, that you could make nice uh, nice images on. So the Idis from Ravashi's Nachasim went to pay for that nezek because apparently holds like Ramayor that we're da- in dina degarmi. Now Rashi's idea that it's be'al do so uh, leads to a whole discussion in we Do you have to pay for damage that you did be'al do so? So the Arzura says Yesh mikan that even though katanamazik is not the that. That's only when he's still a qatan. But when he gets older, then he's chayiv to pay for that which he did as a qatan. Uh, Whereas many other Rishonim say, no, a katan is not even chayiv to pay kishayagdil. yagdil. Aye, how do you understand this case? Either not like Rashi, that it's not talking about something that happened be, I'll do so, and Rav Ashi's role is not that he was the mazik, but he was a member of the base, then you have to say some other interpretation. Or that so means in his teenage years. We forget that when a boy becomes bar mitzvah, he's chayiv in everything. Uh, it's not uh, you know when he goes off to yeshiva. You know when he's eighteen, nineteen years old, he becomes chayiv in mitzvahs. He's chayiv in saying brachos and he's chayiv in uh, you know in everything already by the time he's uh, he's bar mitzvah. So he's chayiv in nizikin as well. We said if you have. You stole chametz and then Pesach came and went, so you could just return the very chametz that you had stolen. So, man, tana, umren, anna, reshul, chalef, who's the Tana that holds that when something has become Asr you can still do the Gazan could just return it and say, Here, physically, it's the same item, take it back. So, I'm Rabbi That's the Sheet of Rabbi Yaakov. Titania, Shar if a shark killed the person, and therefore the Shar is Chayef Skila, Achlo Nigmardino if the Bailim of the Shar sells it before the gemar dino, so so the sail is binding and the short doesn't get skila because the short still needs to be in the rishos of the baylim at the time of the gemar din if the bible was marked it the hektish is chal. again if it's all before the gemar din before the busser is a kosher to eat if zero shomer if someone was watching that shard and gives it back to its Bailim, Muksar, He did his job. He returned the shard to the Bailim, even though ultimately that shard is going to get skila, uh because it didn't yet have a gemar din. But I returned it. I did my job. But the So if I sell it, it's not a valid sale. Returning it after a I didn't return anything of value, so zero. Rabbi Yaakov zero That even after the gemar din, it's still called that I returned it. So my love what are Rabbi Yaakov and the arguing about? Whether after the gemar din, if I return the Shar in niskal, it's considered. To be returned, Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov says, I could just give it right back. Rabbi Tzavri, and the Rabbi all, no, you cannot say Loh, That's not Maybe everyone agrees. That you could say Because if they disagreed about that, why not have the argument about Why would they talk about a the of the between the and Rabbi Yaakov is whether we could do a gemar din on the shor when the Shar is not present. That you can't do a gemar din when the Shar is not there. So the Amr So the could tell the Shomer. Had you given me back the shor, I would have hid it somewhere so we could never have a gemar din. But you gave it. Back to the basin. Oh, you, hey, what were you thinking? Now there's gonna be a Gemar Din. Yaakov Sav, Rabbi Yaakov There's no hiding it, because you could do the Gamardin even if the shore's not there. my So you can say, what it did I do for you by returning it to the So Either way, the Gemar Din is gonna happen one way or the other the other. found Tanisa Did you learn any interesting Allah In Tanina, yeah! I learned a very interesting halacha. Vehesh ve'zegzele matam l'omar asher gazal. When it says ve'hesh ve'zegzele, why does it have to add the words asher gazal? Yachs and she'gazal. All you need to do is return the physical item that you stole. Mikan amru gazam l'atheya v'nifsal. Peyros v'yarkivu. you stole a coin and it became, it became uh, no longer illegal tender. Peyros and they became rot rotten. Yayin v'hichmet. Some say yayin v'nesnasech. Uh, it was used for yayin v'nesnasech. Truma v'nitmez. Chame tzvavar alava pesach. Behem of Neved baAvera. Now it becomes possible to use Vakrava, v'Shar and a ad shelo before the gemar din. Omelarishal chaluf You can say arishal chaluf necha and your potter. So man shamleidomleid ad shelo in mish nigmar low. Who's the shita that holds that if you try to return the Shar after the gemar din, you, you, it's not valid. That's rabbanan. It's not Rabbi Yaakov. That's the rabbanan. And yet, within the Rabbanon v'katani, that even the Rabbanon apparently holds that when chametz becomes also because Pesach came and went, you're able to say, so you see that the case of the Shara and the case of the chametz, are not the same. If you see the B'nei HaYeshiva, don't tell them that because it's going to prove me wrong. And I'd rather they not know that b'risa that proves me wrong. Peros is a kasha why he said that. Pairos Virkivu Amla Aresha al Khalfanacha. Peros, if they rotted we say Aresh al Khalfanacha Vatan, Peros Virkivu Mashhan Shasak Zela, but didn't we say you're supposed to pay Kashasak Zela? Amra Papa Kan Shir Kivu Kulan, Kanshir Kivu Mikzasan. In the Mishnah we're talking about where they entirely rotted, so you cannot be pottered by returning fully rotten Peros, uh since they changed entirely from the Shasak Zela. Whereas if it's only Mikzasan, then it's like Hamitshavalah Vapasach, where you can return it in that way to the baylim, okay. But tomorrow we'll pick up with the Mishnah and the bottom of Amir